0: your child's eight years old put them in a workhouse what are they doing at home (laughs) school are there no prisons can they not fit in the coal mine they have small hands good for working in machinery
1: (laughs) you are now listening to good bad or bullshit
2: Welcome to the Good Badder Bullshit Podcast. Three guys, random topics, unlimited opinion. Joining us today is Mother Nature's favorite son, Michael Hodgins. Michael, how are you doing?
0: Oh, the favorite son. I'm do- I'm doing pretty well because of that. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, you are Mother Nature's favorite son. How is Mother Nature doing? Uh, Mother Nature's not doing very well, I'm afraid. I think in, in general, but <laughs> global uh, warming. Yeah. yep and other and many other things let's not get into that all
2: right so also joining us today is father's time father times bastard son because he always stays so youthful and good looking crofton steers crofton hello
1: Oh wow! You turned that around, Bo. Uh, I'm doing pretty good, yourself. Yeah,
2: you thought uh, pretty good, thank you. You thought some kind of disrespect was coming on the tail end. I of did. That.
1: I expected disrespect. I will I be honest. S- I
2: suppose I earned that mistrust, and I am Bo Schwartz, and uh, I've got nothing clever to say about myself. So, gentlemen, uh, how are you guys doing today? What's
1: the good word? Well, happy St. Patty's Day to you both.
0: Sure. I, shouldn't I, it be more like top of the morning to you? Like <laughs> I, I'm, I actually
2: think I'm the kind of Irish that isn't supposed to celebrate St. Patrick's Day. I'm an Orangeman, at least you mean, part of You mean German? No, I have a I have a, uh, an eighth of Irish in me, and you know, there's, Yo, whatever there's Protestants and Catholics. And, yeah. uh, I, See, hey, you're all... I, I was told by my parents, like, listen, you don't celebrate St. Patrick's Day because you're an Orangeman. That's Orangeman
0: you. Irish you always you. go on about how you're German and the Schwartzes are German. In any case, I actually have an Irish last name, and my, my, I'm half Irish. But I do agree in that I'm totally, for sure, an Orangeman and would not in the St. Paddy's Day thing would be completely irrelevant to uh, the half of Ireland that I'd be from.
1: I'm like probably one of those bow fraction Irishmen where you could get like go to my granddad's granddad and something would oh, be Irish. British. Come on, yeah.
0: Steers. That's such well, a British name.
1: All right. Whatever. They're all the same. Here's the point. Um, <laughs> the, the point is, I hate St. Patty's Day. That's the point. If we were issuing verdicts on St. Patty's Day right now, I would say it's it's definitely bullshit, borderline bad. What a bad. crock of shit holiday! That's just
0: because you don't like drinking.
1: Yeah, well, partially, and it encourages binge drinking. What do you say, Patty's Day? Is, nobody it. knows the history of it. They just they just use it Wait. as an excuse to wear like four leaf clovers and get pissed.
0: Yeah, but the thing is is it look, you said professional sports are good. They encourage binge drinking. There are Not lots
1: to of... the extent that St. Paddy's Day does.
0: <laughs> you haven't been hanging around with the same type of sports people I have, because binge drinking happens for many reasons. For example, Friday night is a good reason to binge drink for a lot of people. Uh...
1: but St. Paddy's Day makes it okay on Mondays. Uh, yeah, it's just an
0: extra, you know, holiday. I think it makes people happy, and uh, they get out in a festive mood. And uh, there's nothing wrong with St. Patty's Day. Hey, this was like a mini episode of GBB right there.
1: Yeah. All right, I'm done. I'll my- say good,
0: good for for St. Patty's Day. I say bad. Yeah, I'll go with good. I'm all for revelry. Right. There's nothing. That was the sh- shortest episode
2: ever. Short- all right, nice. we're out, folks. All right. On that note, uh, why don't we swing over to Smoke Watch 2014? All right, so the news on Smoke Watch 2014 is that I'm doing terribly. Uh, I had a few days where I wasn't uh, smoking, and then I climbed back on the wagon, or fell off the wagon. You fell off of it. I fell off the wagon, so I'm currently off the wagon, and this week presents a new week to get back on it. I feel so- I feel ashamed, but I have to be. You know, last week I came in here saying, "Oh, I'm gonna quit. I'm gonna quit. I'm gonna quit." Uh, so I've got to confess to uh, sucking, and. Uh, Moving on to trying again, not letting it get me down.
0: So, what does that mean? Does that mean you're quitting today, or are you just going to smoke like a chimney for a few days until you <laughs> reach another quit date?
2: That's tomorrow morning. I've got like three left, and that's it. I'm going to give it another go. <laughs> I like I have to smoke with the rest of the
0: back before you get started
1: again. This is, this is how I anticipate Smoke Watch going, okay? So, Smoke, we record generally on Mondays. So, that, that leaves Bo like a day to quit. And then six days to fall off the wagon, <laughs> smoke 10 packs, before making amends on Monday during the recording of the show and being like, this time, I'm going to quit for real.
2: Yeah, that, the life of an addict, it's very tough. But I'm actually thinking of getting some drugs to help me quit smoking, so I get addicted to a new kind of drug.
1: That's a good idea. Yeah. It, it's, technically, I think you mean anti-smoking drugs, yeah, but yeah. Uh, I just want to clarify in case...
2: Yeah, no, cessation drugs, uh, uh, Richard's uh, girlfriend, um, Marta, uh recommended a doctor to me and 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 sort of a plan on that she said it worked really well for her yeah. so um i have a really hard time with it and i'm hoping to give that a try so
0: yeah she's been doing pretty well props I, to marta she's i need listening, to stop. Is-
2: smoking is the stupidest thing i watched this documentary about smoking in indonesia and there's like 2 year olds smoking out there and it's just it's awful the way that these cigarette companies behave and it, it's awful that i let myself be a part of it because it's just killing me so yeah they wasted need-
1: two years they could have been smoking it too. Uh, but, the, but the thing the thing is, if you're a listener of the show and you have quit smoking before and you have tips for Bo Schwartz, we'd like to keep him alive as long as possible. Believe it or not, he actually does a lot of work on this podcast. <laughs> um, so please send your quitting smoking tips to goodbadbull at gmail.com.
0: Or just, just kudos and uh, well wishes. My dad was a two-pack-a-day smoker and he quit cold turkey and he gave Bo some advice, which was – just don't think about it.
2: Yeah, it, that <laughs> didn't work for me because I'm, I'm like
0: the I'm the weakest wheeled human being on living on the face of the earth. Oh man, I heard a really interesting fact from this. Uh, I went to help a friend uh, do some priming at, at her house, yeah. and her brother was there, and he's like an industrial engineering or so, engineer or something, and he so he builds like prototype products for. I don't know, companies and stuff okay. and he's working with this company that was was treating addicts for things wh- where apparently if you can stimulate the brain in a certain place, it'll cause like dendr- dendrite growth or something and people who are prone to addictions don't have enough like dendrite growth sort-, sort of thing. So he's building this like hat you wear and it will stimulate your brain to hopefully help you um, qu- quit. I think it's more for hard drugs but I was like, wow, that's crazy that that's possible. Does the hat look fashionable? Uh, he that... was going to make the prototype out of like a helmet of some kind. Okay. Anyways, no, it doesn't.
2: Yeah. Well, if it's about saving your <laughs> life, it's worth doing. But I mean, if it had dunce written on it or something, you know, they just might Anyways, want to give that some thought. But that sounds really a cool. That's cool. All right. Well, uh, let's uh, pull pull the cord on the random topic generator there, Mike. All right. Let's get it going. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I fucking hate
2: these <laughs> Such a curmudgeon, Crofton.
1: From the Grinch of St. Paddy's. Ironically green. Uh, that's what makes uh, you mad. Yeah,
0: pornography. <laughs> 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 the way you read that was
2: hilarious.
0: Because I I don't know. I didn't know what to say about it. Sometimes I'm like, that's an interesting one. But I was like, Oh, it's certainly yeah, it is interesting. They're mostly interesting on this show, let's face it.
2: Yeah. Pornography, well that's uh it's a good topic. I mean you know, we all know what pornography is. People videotape other people having sex and then sell it to other people. So that or they can, themselves. Yeah, so that other people can masturbate to it or spice up their sex lives in some way. Mostly to masturbate, probably.
0: Yeah, yeah. have 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 you guys ever watched pornography? No, yes. no, never. Oh, see, that I was a good what was because the right we're, answer because we're all men, so we have watched pornography.
1: I have a I have a question actually about porno as I will call it from here on in. Uh, what did you, Are you guys at all familiar with, like, I'm assuming, like prostitution or whatever, that it's been around forever in different forms or it's not just, like, a new arrival? Or, did, Do you guys know anything about the history of porno? Uh,
2: not really.
1: Nope. <laughs> like, I mean,
2: as it pertains... <laughs> as it pertains to... Uh, when it would have started, when film was first invented, or photography?
1: Well, Well, even photography, maybe even paintings or whatever. Like, has there been – it just seems like like, when I think about porno today, the idea of pushing the limits and all that sort of stuff, and there's crazy stuff for crazy different people. And I'm just wondering if, like, back in the day – pornography was like a portrait of a lady lifting her skirt to show her ankles or something like that
0: um i i mean i i think we should first draw the line between things like pornography and nudity so i feel like in art there's been represent, representations of naked people for a very long time but that's not porno- pornography i don't think
1: why most still masturbates to it <laughs> Well,
0: you could masturbate too, but it's not inherently sexual, you know. There's a, a naked person is not does not. I mean, it, does it doesn't not a porno g- make. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. yeah. So it, it, it could, I suppose, but uh, it, it's not probably its intent.
2: So I mean, I, I would I, say that there there there's imagery that would be considered erotic, or even literature uh, that would be considered erotic, long before the invention of you know moving pictures and acts of sex. So. I don't know if that's really going to be the scope of our verdict. I think maybe we mean pornog- pornography. That word seems to connotate the more modern, you know, moving pictures, okay. film of sex. Yeah, so, erotica's so been like, around
1: forever. Because if if you have a picture of like a naked kid in your wallet, that's child porn, and you go to jail. So if you have a picture of a naked woman. In your wallet or whatever, then that wouldn't or that wouldn't be pornography i I think that's still pornography, but I don't mind it if the conversation is solely focused on video or new pornography. I don't know
0: well, I think that uh child porn is not a picture of naked children I mean there are pictures of me naked in albums in my parents' house, and my parents are not child pornographers.
1: whoa, whoa, whoa. Well it's I'm just gonna, it's just I'm going to rat them out.
0: I <laughs> go ahead. But I mean but that's the thing. I think it has to do with it has to do with intent and or usage. I mean child pornography is a really horrible thing because it's it's often putting children in sex acts and that is, you know, it's that's pretty bad. And and let's maybe stay away from the child porn thing because that's a that's a for sure criminal act and uh and, and it's disgusting focus- like that's yeah yeah you know. and i think we're all going to be in agreement on that but let's fo- keep focused on the industry of pornography it's you know it's legal it's something that people engage in for rec- well recreation whether it be sexual recreation or it's a huge industry it's a form of entertainment i suppose i don't know how else you'd classify it and it is it is uh everywhere you know there's always just jokes about the internet being like basically a giant porn repository and <laughs> <laughs> they're losing the fight to cats yeah, well, cats are—they are, have more legs in porn. I mean, porn's got your attention for a couple of minutes, but you could watch cat videos all night. That's... <laughs> I know my mother would, would agree with that. My mother's a big cat video uh, fan and a cat fanatic. Okay, let me uh, let me uh, make a confession. I've watched a lot of porn in my life, and um, I do not watch porn anymore, and I have not in several years. And um, and I feel like I don't want to say like I was a porn addict because I don't think I was any more so than any other guy would. I'd w- I watch porn now and then, but at one point I came to this realization that p- porn is just not sex. Uh, it's 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 exposition. It's uh, it's acting. It's it's a fantasy, and it's not it's not like sex. And I was worried, uh, you know. And this was this again. This was five years ago, four or five years ago anyways, and I was worried it was warping my sense of what sex was uh, because it's done for cameras, uh, it's done to kind of focus on objectifying the woman, I think is mostly the viewership is male, and I think, and I made a conscious effort, I'm going to stop watching this uh, because I was worried it was warping my, my view of sexuality, which, which I think is a danger inherent, inherent in pornography. What do you guys think about that is one of the cri- criticisms of pornography?
2: I think the I think a lot of the criticisms about pornography has sort of fall into fallen two camps, which is the one you just described, which is that um, you know it's the same with the whole masturbation can warp who you are, um, as well as you know viewing acts of pornography can desensitize you uh, to the you know the real world, to the needs of real people, to the kinds of expectations you would have from partners as a guy, and then there's the more um, The industry itself, even though you might point to some examples where it's good overall, you're supporting an industry that treats its workers very poorly. And um, so, you know, the fact that you're, you know, maybe you're removed, you're just watching and it's not a big deal, but in some way you're supporting um, a really sort of uh, like a, a... like the the women are abused, even if they're paid money, they're abused. It's kind of a kind shady of, industry. We shouldn't encourage this kind of shady industry and this poor treatment of you know women. And so I think those are the two major criticisms, and, and they're not without merit.
1: Well, CNN recently ran this story over the last, past couple of weeks. I'm not sure what makes it such a big deal because I have a hard time thinking that this is the only – uh, university student that that's embarked on such a career path, but it was but was this woman who essentially um, due to the price of university in the states decided instead of waiting tables that she was going to do porn. and um and uh, it got a ton of of mainstream press maybe because she she came out so publicly uh, uh, but but a lot of people were just talking about it. And I think I think where I draw the line on things is is that there's the there's all these sort of like really seedy, absolutely like disgusting worker treatment, uh, representation of women, and all this sort of stuff that you guys have discussed. But also there's all there there's like new a new movement sort of in, in pornography, which is which is and uh, which she talked talked about in her CNN interview about. Um, Everything from like uh, you know real tr- trying to be real representations of sort of love and sex and stuff, and and there was a uh, there's like uh, you know dedicated sort of tr- transgendered uh, 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 pages or pages that are sort of trying to trying to take away the glam and make it seem I guess more more real. So when you, when you break down pornography, you have you have as a construct. I don't see watching two people you know have sex or whatever be considered that i don't have issue with i don't take issue with that but i do uh i do take issue with what is still the the major mainstream uh pornography and that that still remains sort of like the glossy barbie doll stuff that mike was alluding to
0: so so that that's an interesting point crofton and uh for sure that that sort of um Pornography that is more uh, meant to be reflective of reality and not have, um, say, so much makeup and weird situations and say plastic surgery or whatever. Amateur and is, porn, uh, and is maybe meant for uh, couples as a sex aid or or that that type of thing. One that is not like you know, a, um, doesn't seem overtly ab- about the, about a man. Uh, bucking a woman. Sorry for my crude language. Uh, which, but, but more of a, a mutual act. You know, that's. But let's let's face it. That is that is that is a small segment of of pornography. And and my concern is it is it. Now, when I was a kid, I think I like I got a hold of pornography. My brother had found some somewhere when we were like thirteen. And you know that was like Playboy's back then. But I feel like the internet so ubiquitous. That it is right now, and that kids can just search. You know, I just worry that we're raising a uh, a generation who are going to have a warped view of what sexuality is and what sex is because they're going to be educated by por- by porn, not mainstream pornography, which is just a fantasy, which is it would largely a male fantasy. And uh, and not at all reflective of what sex is between two people who care for each other and wanting to engage in this physical act. I just I just worry that it warps. Um, it's it's gonna warp people and maybe give them some issues in their uh, in their relationships as they get older.
2: Well, you saw porn at a young age. I mean, would you say that you were warped?
0: Well, I I don't know that it, that it warped me, but I've specifically been a, been a, aware of. Its influence on me, I think, and that's why I made a point of of trying to stop watching it. Now, I don't think I had some kind of like a problem that I was like, "Oh, sex has to be like porn," but I just at some point was aware that this isn't real, and I don't want to kind of pollute my mind with it anymore because it's not it's not sort of what I what I want in my life.
2: Yeah, I remember. Um, I think I was in grade three. We were waiting for the bus, and me and the people I the kids I would wait the bus with. Uh, We found this stash of, like, five or six porno magazines. And um, I brought them to school. (laughs) And I remember being traumatized by how hairy and big the guy Schlong was. I remember going, like, holy shit. (laughs) Like, you know, (laughs) just seeing, like, because I don't. I mean I'm sure i would seen my dad naked a couple times cuz you know that shit just happens or whatever but
1: nothing Oh, that took a turn.
2: Well, because like he takes a shower, I'm up early, he's like, uh, you know, you're family. These things happen. It's not there's nothing nothing bad with it. <laughs> no, him. I know. And he's seen me naked. I pissed on him as a baby like, you know. It- we have this oh, sort of like para- we have this paranoia about you know the, the nudity part something it's human bodies it's all very natural so you know i I've seen pornography as a young child I don't consider myself warped or have these weird expectations about sex i think that um I think that's always that that uh, uh prudence isn't the word but that you know uh, what is it, the puritanical sort of view sometimes when we feel like we want to protect our children and protect ourselves from negative influences of, of sex. But really, sex at, at, the, at its core is a beautiful thing. It's, it's the act through which we you know gain offspring. And um, I always get uncomfortable when people vilify it. I think if consenting adults want to film themselves on, on camera and they
0: want to share it with other people, um, that's okay. Right, and see, I would jump in right there, because I think that's my point, is that that's not what pornography is. Like, if if you think about any sexual experiences you've had with a partner you've cared about, and then juxtapose that with, say, any standard porno film, it just is not, it's not, I don't know, a lot of the porn, maybe I've seen some wacko porn or something, but it's just like, it's just not the same there, there, there's no sense of intimacy it's really no. exposition and right. i feel like and that's yeah. and that's different than than than,
1: than sex
2: oh, it's a well f- it's it- a fantasy i mean a lot of these things are marketed as you know just
1: although you guys are talking again about scripted por- pornography like you're not talking about because uh, there's lots of exhibitionists on the internet that are just sticking up cameras uh you know, left and right and filming themselves doing it or whatever. And that's like, that is legit them doing it or whatever. It's not, it's not like some actors are not necessarily making any money doing it. They, you guys are talking about the, glo- the glossed up, uh, working in California, porno Valley or whatever, ladies, right?
2: Well, I mean, yeah, we're talking about film, but you're mentioning like, there's also just live camera to
0: camera,
1: well, I think you, you I can think have... that's the majority of pornography right now. I think is is that stuff like is, is I mean you've got. I doubt
0: that's the majority of it. There is a ton well, of.
2: I, I have um I have this interesting story that's come out in the in the you know IT security uh, sector, um, United Kingdom, the government of United Kingdom. I don't know exactly where what what section it is, but they have this um operation called Optic Nerve, where they were. <laughs> I'm getting information from uh, Yahoo chat rooms like video chats between Yahoo Yahoo users to spy on you know the British to look for terrorists and the NSA the NSA have a hand in getting this access it's a huge kerfuffle right now because of all the privacy violations and they were saying that 10 to 20% of the images that were captured from webcam chats were nudity. Were like naked people speaking to each other in acts of sex, acts of like video camera sex. And that, that was the biggest takeaway feature was that like you're ha- You think you're having a private camera to camera chat with a sexual partner over camera. Well, the government has all those pictures. Congratulations. I think,
1: I think a couple of things I, I'd say on this is it, number one, just touching on Mike's point earlier, there's a movie that came out, uh, I think it's called Don John. It's with uh, the guy from 30 Rock there. Uh, Joseph Third gordon Levin. The Sun. Yeah, whatever. Inception guy. Yeah, and it was his directorial debut. And it's essentially about uh, a guy who gets so into pornography that he's unable to maintain a healthy sexual relationship with with his uh, significant other. And I mean, I think in the movie, th- that Scarlett Johansson, who is, let's face it, a very attractive lady – and the fact is, he's just he's just too into the pornography to be able to maintain a relationship. Now, it's a fictional account, but it, 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 the reason it struck a bit of a nerve is because there there are a lot of people like this. So, I definitely agree with Mike what Mike was saying earlier. That, on the other hand, what Bo was saying regarding um, intimacy and and the right to and puritanical stuff, I also agree with that as well because I think that. Um, I think that you, you're you – when Bo was talking about the prostitution in the prostitution episode, he, he was saying uh, – I think it was Bo. It might have been Mike actually saying like if you're a lonely person and if – like we're, we're, we're fortunate somewhat in, in our relationships and what – if you're a lonely person and you're by yourself and this sort of thing, sh- should you not be allowed to have access to some of this stuff? Even if it's artificial forms of companionship, even if it's some live – porno chat with some woman that you'll never meet or whatever should you not have is that not better than nothing and should you not have access to that you know that i can see the merits of that as well so you know it is it's definitely not one of these easy black and white issues it's hard to navigate through all this stuff
2: yeah that i remember actually saying that uh you know i think there are individuals who, you know, it's not that they won't find a partner, but let's face it. I mean, if we're being PC about it, what we're going to say is, you know, in the prostitution argument or in the pornography argument, there's some special, even if you're horribly disfigured from a fire that no one would you would you think no one would want to be with you, but you know what? You might find that special soulmate that want to be with you. And that's great, but sometimes you just want a good lay. Like, you know, and you guys are both married, but you know, I'm going to say that, you know, sometimes we're guys and sometimes we want to get up to adventures and sometimes, you know, even if we're in committed relationships, we still, uh, what was it, you know, I'm allowed to look at the menu kind of thing, you know, sex is still something we think about and fantasies are something we still have, even if we're in committed relationships or not. And, um, you know, in a way, pornography allows you to indulge in that without, you know, if, if as long as you're, I think, open in your relationship with someone to say, this is a thing that I do. We need to talk about it or whatever. It permits you to go outside the bounds of certain commitments without breaking them. And
0: so I, I've heard someone say that, 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 uh, and I don't know if they were quoting a stat, some friend of mine was like, um, uh, adultery rates are on the decline because of pornography. And I was like, that's interesting. I don't know that that's true. And he didn't cite any, ex. uh, <clears throat> any source for that information maybe it was just his own speculation yeah. but I was like "Well, oh, that's an interesting concept yeah um, the
2: the free there's a podcast called Freakonomics that I listen to and it's by uh, it's about economics and stuff like that and they were talking about the economics of divorce and they were saying on there too that divorce is actually on the decline as well uh, even though we kind of often joke uh, about the fact that everyone just gets divorced all the time that's actually heavily on the decline as well and things like you know, more open communications and relationships about these kinds of expectations, rather than hiding them, is part of what what this is. So,
0: I, I suppose. I, I mean, I suppose I could, see that. I could also see, like, when Crofton talked about that movie. Um, I, I mean, I could I could see, and maybe if I think back a few years ago, I'm like, I was I was never quite in the situation as the protagonist in that movie that you describe, but I do feel like you have. You know, say X amount of sexual energy, and if you're really into porn, you might use up all that kind of sexual energy uh, watching pornography, and maybe not as much left for your significant other because you know you enjoy the porn on the side, but you end up kind of just using it all there. And I tend to think of it like you know, I don't I don't watch the porn anymore because I'm like I want to save whatever sexual energy I have for uh, for um, the relationship I have with my wife, and uh, so that that doesn't mean I masturbate just means they never watch pornography. This is quite an explicit episode. <laughs> yeah,
1: well, we're, we're talking about pornography.
2: Pornographies for, you know, sexual yeah.
0: enjoyment.
1: Yeah, it be it be bad if it was a prudish episode on porn. Uh Mike, sorry, you <laughs> you cut out a couple of times on that on that last one so I I I'm I'm getting the impression that what you were saying was you were saving your, you know, instead of uh watching porn and jerking the chain you were you're you're essentially dedicating your sexual napalm towards your uh significant yeah, other which it's which like you have... i think i think it's absolutely commendable i also agree 100 percent with what Bo was saying and i like i've watched some some sweet porno and i think uh i think that <laughs> <laughs> i think that part of it is uh is exactly what Bo says uh and i love my uh I love my significant other and my wife, and uh, but like you know, it's just the the idea that, uh, and I would never, I would never have an affair or anything like that, but uh, it is, it is, it does present that that other sort of option. It's like navigating the menu, whatever. I I agree, I agree with that. That said, there is, uh, there's just you know when I started off heavy handedly with the child porno stuff. Um, the thing is, is that that stems from unhealthy areas of, of of porn, and it's not the only thing. There's there's a lot that, and there's all these, you know, there's niche anything for everyone out there. Uh, a lot of it I would characterize as unhealthy, um, and I just feel that that pornography can be really a force for. For lack of a better term, evil like to to it brings out the you know brings out the worst in people. Now, take for instance that Fifty Shades of Grey book. Okay, swept the nation last year whatever. Both nations, everybody's into it. Oh, Fifty Shades of Grey. It's called mommy porn often, uh, even though it's words the original porn. Um, and uh, and it was all about you know S and M stuff and and uh, and I'm not saying that. For certain consenting adults, there's not a place for that. but I just feel that that it it can lead to the promotion of, of perhaps unhealthy uh, lifestyles or or desires or whatever things. I, I'm not I'm not saying I'm against everything, and I don't want to make it sound like I'm super puritanical. But I do think that that porn can go to some dangerous places, and well, and it's kind of scary. I, I think
0: no, and I think that's. Really true like early you know earlier I was saying about I worry about young people being kind of educated by porn and we did I think a pretty interesting episode where we talked about feminism and and I think that one of the main issues with porn is is the way women are um, portrayed in porn, which is often sort of as sex objects who serve, Men and you might say like no it's having sex or whatever but think of how much how much mainstream porn ends with what they call the money shot which is the ejaculation on the woman often in her face now you know unless a particular woman happens to like that for a particular reason that's sort of inherently degrading unless it's really specifically asked for. And I think that – and that's like a mainstream ending to a porno scene and it's sort of – and it also raises expectation of women. So what if girls go and watch this stuff and say, okay, yeah, when we have sex, man needs to come all over my face. What if she doesn't want that? But that's what is being kind of put out there in mainstream porn. That's not fringe porn. That's just run-of-the-mill porn. And so it's 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 creating these roles uh, that if you're young and you haven't had sex and you watch these things, these kind of impressions that you should have. Women, uh, there's no place for pubic hair, for example, anymore in pornography. Girls are gonna be, oh, we all have to shave our pubic hair because that's that's what sex is like. And maybe the young young boys are gonna have impressions like, yeah, girls need to have shaved, be all shaved of pubic hair. And that's just like it's it's fantasy, but it's not sex. It's not reality. And I really do think it I agree with Crofton I mean there's some there's some danger yeah there.
2: i I think I think you're right about you know I guess if a whole generation of of individuals are watching this kind of consuming this kind of culture that there's gonna create that expectation by people um whether or not that's degrading i think is is a case by case basis i mean if you're If you're caring for your partner, if you're in a loving, caring relationship, you're going to talk about what your sexual needs are with one another and explore that area and see if it works for you. Um, I don't know that uh, the pornography itself creates fetishes in people if they don't have that already to begin with, and that uh, pornography is a safe place to explore those kinds of desires, whether it's, you know... Because it can range from, you know, bondage to pain and torture, these kinds of things. I mean, some people, it's not, the, it's not seeing the pornography that creates the desire for it. It's perhaps something they've already have an interest in prior to that. Um, yeah. Are you guys ready for verdicts on pornography?
1: Yeah, I think about as ready as I'm going to be. It, it is a complicated issue. I'll go first. Um I, and I do, just before I go into my verdict, I want to say one last thing. And I, I, when I was talking about the Fifty Shades of Grey thing, I recognized that there is like there is a double, not a double standard, but like, like often uh, pornography will be looked at a certain way. But stuff like, you know. Uh, romance... Romance uh,
2: novels are the worst. My grandmother, I thought they were innocent love stories, and then I read one, and it's he's got his throbbing penis in his hand standing over me. Yeah, like,
1: I know, honestly, like, there's, like, a bit of a double standard there anyway, is all I'm saying, and it doesn't... And it reinforces maybe a different set of... uh, set of values but it's still similar even though the dedicated audience is women it's still often like the burly farm hand you know manhandles her into the blah 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 whatever um anyhow that's that's just an aside in in terms of pornography i find it i find it's a really um complicated issue i think there's a lot of bad in pornography bow don't hit the button uh I think there's a lot of bad in pornography. Uh, I think that uh, I I think that it is it can be uh, a tool in which you can you know explore your sexual interests. It can be something that you can do as a couple. Uh, there's there's a like anything. There's a wide palette, a wide variety of uh, of different porn and that sort of thing. I'm not I'm not against it. I've watched some myself for sure. I just think that uh, I just. <laughs> think that it's you know it's so tough i almost want to say it's bad because of all the the points that mike made but i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to go and say uh that i think pornography overall is bullshit all right
0: because <laughs> of the points mike made so i'm like so i'm queued up to be the bad so I, well, I'll, well, go. I'll
1: go i'm, I'm sorry uh, you might like it's just your points made no no it's true think i said settled-
0: I said a lot of bad bad things about porn, and I think a lot of those are are our pers- personal views. I'll tell you a quick anecdote before I get to my uh, verdict. This is insane. when I when I, I said I I got a hold of porn at a fairly young age, and uh, my brother had found some, and we we had we had stashed a couple of these magazines in the woods near near our house yeah, for safekeeping. stash. You know, yeah, it was in like this like little kind of cave thing. It was pretty funny, <laughs> and um, and. Uh, there was this kid who lived down the street named Trenton, and uh, a- and one day my brother, you know, was telling him like, "Oh yeah, we got this porn stash, and we took him to, to the porn cave," and, <laughs> and uh, this was an actual cave, not a uh, basement, and uh, and he saw, you know, whatever the porn was hidden there, and then and then I guess the next day was a school day, and he went there back back there on his own to the woods and took the porno to school. And and showed it to yeah that was this was like grade six I think and then took the porno to school and then he got caught with it and I guess he was he was like it's not mine it's not mine and and then they're like who was it and and, and for the record we didn't even go to the same school he went to a completely different school than us and you see he, he ratted us out and they called the school and the school they, that school called our school and, that, and our school called the parents and I remember being hauled out of class early my parents were very upset with us. Uh, so upset that my mom couldn't even speak to us, and I remember we were just ordered to stack wood for like <laughs> I don't know days. And I and at the time I I didn't even know what was going on because no one said anything to me. We left class. My mom was super mad. Went home, stacking wood, and I was like, "What's going on?" And then Rich, my brother, was still like, Trenton stole the porn, and we got and then and, and then uh, anyways, it was an interesting. But why I raise the anecdote and and why I don't want to come out and say that porn is full on bad is because at the time you know I was very curious you know I was a 13 year old boy very curious about sex got a hold of some pornography and my and my parents reaction was like this is so bad this is so bad so instead of having a kind of like Healthy, albeit would have been awkward conversation about sexuality with my parents. It was just it was just seen as this like wholly negative thing. And I do feel like there is there is some place where you when you when you're curious about sexuality and maybe pornography. I mean, I prefer it was something like Playboy's. It wasn't super hardcore pornography. You know, it's a place to kind of explore that sexuality to some extent. So I, I have to say, there's so much bad in the porno industry, uh, but there's some aspects, and for some people, I can't say it's totally totally bad. So I'm gonna say it's just a pile. of bullshit
2: all right well i think that uh you know the act of lovemaking is a beautiful thing it's also a hell of a lot of fun uh i think that you know people who want to watch it people who want to make content for people who want to watch it um you know they could be out shooting guns or uh i don't know doing something terrible i really don't see uh the Some of the stuff in the pornography industry aside that is bad, I don't think we have to crucify the entire idea just because of poor business practices. And just like prostitution, when we criminalize things and put people on the periphery of society, then we create those situations whereby the conditions are bad. Um, so I think that, uh, we don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater here. I think that, uh, it's a beautiful thing to make love and to make videos about making love, um, if that's your thing. So pornography is
1: good. Woo! For the record, I had that pegged before he even opened his mouth. Well, note. if he
0: said prostitution was
2: good.
1: Yeah, was really. Point?
2: If I'm going prostitution is good, I can't really... I mean, there's no way I'm going any other way than good on pornography. I got,
1: I got an anecdote I want to say. My first, my first porno yeah. uh, was a. Um, so I took this. <laughs> this is the dorkiest porno acquisition story. I took this. Uh, I I grew up in Wakefield, small village. There's not a whole lot of porno. Okay, and everybody knows. Where you would get it. So when I was like fourteen, I got sent to this leadership training program during the summer at like Immaculata High School in Ottawa, mm-hmm. and they had a corner store across the street. I know the store, and, and i i went across I went across the street and uh, and I went I went and i I picked up like a penthouse or whatever, and I was like, you know, it's like fourteen, so I think. I'm not sure if you have to be a certain age to buy it, but I I think you sort of do. So then I was like, oh, I, I got to make it seem like I'm not just here to buy porn. So I bought like five Iron Man comics because they didn't have <laughs> – <laughs> <laughs> They didn't have awesome. Spider-Man, which would have been my first choice. So I bought like five Iron Man comics. Incidentally, I didn't have that much money, so that was expensive porn to get. So then, then I was like, I went up to the shopkeeper and he he looked at all this stuff and then he gave me a look and then I said, Oh, ha, I'm just buying comics, um, but my uncle wants a porno. Oh, so uh, I'm just grabbing this while I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he's like, Sure, buddy, here you go. And or whatever. And I was he's like, still Okay. Sold Oh, he sold it to me, and my cheeks were—I'm sure—tomato red. And as I was walking out the door, he's like, "You have a good time now." eh?" And I was like, (laughs) "Oh, guy." I was like, "Thanks, guy." And and then then as soon as I closed the door, I was like, "Man, I fooled him," Uh, but I didn't fool him. (laughs) <laughs> so yeah, that that was my. That's awesome. Uh, I, yeah. I like it. it's like
0: this, this story is the stories. The shopkeep with a heart of gold. He's like, with he's like, here smoke. you go. This is for you too. And put the pack of smokes on top. And enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> <He's> like <"That's laughs> the, the worst shopkeeper.
1: Yeah, here's a box of uh, here's a bottle of Vaseline. Have a go to town. Um, yeah. Anyway, that was a good uh, good talk, gents. Yeah, you know, you know
2: interesting what, one. So you know what would be the
1: so worst porno ever? A porno of St. Patrick's Day. All right, all
2: right. Enough with the St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> We're gonna take a walk on over to the mailbag because we got a letter. Oh, a letter! First. Hi, Bo's mom. Yeah, Hi, you, Bo's mom. you guessed it. This email's from Bo's mom. She says, "It Help. was, oh yeah." Hey, Bo's I'm mom. She says hello again, guys. Uh, she has to. I have to say, Bo has improved his ETA over the last five months. At thirty-four, I'm improving my ETA. I recall on one occasion he was so it's late. ETA.
0: Estimated, estimated time of arrival yeah oh. uh
2: i recall oh, on what? one occasion is- i recall on one occasion he was so late he failed to show up for his own birthday celebration <laughs>
1: when- <laughs> <That's awesome.
2: laughs> we blew out the candles <laughs> ate cake had fun and sent him pictures i really <laughs> i really appreciate when someone is on time or at least messages me they are running late definitely respecting but getting upset over five or ten minutes is unreasonable I say I like my buses, trains, planes, and babies on time, so she votes good for punctuality. All right. Thanks, Mom. We'll give you a, an honorary good.
0: Good letter.
1: I feel like should have a recurring segment on this show almost. Maybe. <laughs> what well, was Mom's thoughts?
2: Yeah. Well, uh, you know what? Uh, mom, if you want to write in, you know our email address. And for other listeners, you can also write in, and we'll read your messages, too. Our email address is goodbadbull at gmail.com. Uh, If you want to find out more about our podcast, uh, subscribe to it. You can visit our website, goodbadbull.com. And you can also follow us on Twitter at goodbadbull. So, guys, I think that pretty much wraps up our show, unless you have any more thoughts that you want to share, confessions about pornography. Oh, I confessed enough pornography today.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Uh, yeah, I'm done.
2: All right, well, I have one quick confession, and we're not going to talk about it, but I own a fleshlight anyways uh crofton what is that wait people want to find you where can they find uh find out more about you where can they do that
1: they can find all my disgusted bemusings of bo's fleshlight at crofton steers on twitter all
2: right and michael if our listeners want to find out more about you where can they find you
0: they can find me on the internet finding it very boring boring because i'm not watching porn on it
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah you're watching uh videos of bill dance uh doing funny things yeah that's way better than borno it was funny ain't this a fine honey (laughs) day? all right you can find me at bo schwartz on behalf of mike and on crofton and my fleshlight have a good one and we'll see you on the next episode
0: Is it good? Is it good, the flashlight?
1: Yeah, it's pretty good. (laughs) I really don't want to have this conversation. Yeah,
2: well, you should get one. I mean, girls have dildos. Guys can have toys, too.
1: What color is your flashlight? Like, What color is the device? Well, it's black. I knew it! I knew it was black!